0: Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I want to talk about, obviously, sales But more specifically, I want to answer a question. Uh, Again, I always ask you guys to send me some feedback or questions on whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube, or any other place like LinkedIn or Facebook. And I got a great question from a gentleman by the name of Magdi Ali, Magdi Ali. Now, his question, I thought I'd share it with you because I think it might help you and it may apply to many of you out there who are having to deal with customers who ask for discounts. Ooh, I know that's a problem, right? Customers always want a discount. They'll push the envelope for that discount. Now, Magdi Ali was listening to my podcast called Can I Get a Better Price? And in that podcast, I talk about different things you can do to push back on the customer so you don't have to give away a bigger discount. But nonetheless, Magdi Ali had the following statements/question. He said, "Amazing tips as usual. Thank you, Magdi. But what if what if I had handed oh, I was handed an account and the previous salesman had already given in to the discount conversation. And your predecessor always tells you, hey, you know what, your predecessor used to always give us discounts, why don't you? So let me say that again. What if I had been handed over an account and the previous salesman had already given in to the discount conversation? quote-unquote, your predecessor always used to grant us a discount, in a sense, why don't you? That's what he keeps hearing. In other words, the salesperson before him was a lousy salesperson, if I can be so blunt, because if you're selling just on discounts, you're not selling. You're basically giving things away slowly. Let me say that again. If you sell giving away discounts, you're not selling. You're just giving things away slowly. That's all you're doing. Now it's a great question because what happens when the customer is already conditioned to get discounts? They're already programmed. They know that, you know what, the salesperson is going to give me a discount. You know, I'm always going to ask for one. In fact, some sales uh, companies rather, some companies will actually delay buying because they know all they have to do is wait, and you, the company or the salesperson, will give them a discount. Or they'll wait to the end of the month because they know that you, the salesperson, you need to hit your quota, and you may be a little more desperate at the end of the month, and you always tend to give discounts at the end of the month. If this is how you sell, you're basically conditioning buyers to always wait or ask for a discount. They'll wait for another month or two, you'll give them a discount, or they'll wait to the last minute at the end of the month before buying from you. If this is how you sell, again, you're not selling, you're just giving things away slowly, and you know what? If it's not your company, you're basically giving somebody else's stuff away for free. That's not yours. So what can you do? What can Magdi Ali do? When the salesperson or the buyer, rather, is conditioned to wait for a pricing discount. Well, this is how I responded. I opened up by saying, oh, that's a tough one and a good one. I'm going to verbally read what I said, wrote out in my email back to Magdi, and then let's talk about it. I said, oh, tough one and a good one. I had a salesperson who used to do that, and when I took over as vice president of sales, I ended up firing him because he couldn't sell the value now that the discounts were not acceptable. The problem was like yours. The clients still expected them. When I hired the new salesperson, After firing the last salesperson, we discussed the no-discount policy. We also discussed which clients were too valuable to lose. So what was our strategy? Well, on the clients we valued, we froze the discounts. Let me say that again. On the clients we valued, we froze the discounts. In other words, you can keep the discounts, they're almost like grandfathered in. On the ones that we didn't, clients we didn't value, we let them know that discounts ended at the end of the year. Now, we obviously didn't lose any of the big ones, but guess what? They stopped asking for the discount because once they asked for the discount, we said, you know, we just can't do that anymore. So this was the good part. Once we gave them the discounts they already had, we just kept it frozen. Now, these were on clients that we valued. On clients we didn't value, we said the discounts expired at the end of the year. And yes, we lost less valued accounts. In other words, accounts that didn't have a lot of value, we lost about half of them. But those clients weren't really buying much, and at the same time, they were impacting our business negatively. Now, here's a side note I added. When new clients came on board and told us that ABC company got a better discount, we set up a system where if they bought X levels so much from us, they could actually hit that discount level. Hope this helps, Magdi. Now, let's go through this slowly. I took over as vice president of sales uh, many years ago, and I had the region of Latin America. I had all of Latin America. Our company had not done more than $14 million annually when I took over. Fast forward the story, two and a half years later, I'd gotten the revenues up to $98 million a year. Now, it's a longer conversation on how I did that, but part of the conversation was that we had to tell, basically, our salespeople that they had to sell value. And again, I keep harping on this, I keep talking about this. Stop having commodity conversations. Start having value conversations. How does your product or service impact the client's business? How can your product or service impact their revenue? How can your product or service impact their cost? How can your product or service help them expand market share? When you're doing those three things, talking about increasing revenue, reducing costs, expanding market share, tying it back to your product or your service, You're having a value conversation. If you're talking about price all the time, that means you missed it. You're having a commodity conversation. And many of the salespeople, I shouldn't say many, about a third of the salespeople, when I took over as VP, were having commodity conversations. They wanted to simply talk about price. That's how they sold, by giving stuff away. And I said, we're gonna change this. And one third of the salespeople simply couldn't do it. And I got rid of them, I fired them. The other half, uh, the other you know two thirds, we really had to teach them how to sell value, how to readjust their mindset, so they knew how to sell the value of our products. And they did. The biggest lesson I've learned, and I've mentioned this in my previous podcast, is I remember three months into my VP ship as sales, I remember visiting the president of the division, his first question to me, or at least one of the first questions was, Victor, how can I help support you to help you grow the region? And I said to him, If I had better price and better discounts, I could sell more. Let me say that again, because that's what I told my boss. If I had better price better discounts, I could sell more. And I still remember him just looking at me, silently staring at me for what seemed like a very, very long time. And then he said the following. He said, Victor, in order for me to grow the business, If the only way I can do that is by discounting, lowering my price, why don't I just fire you and your sales team and just send everybody a brochure and a small discount? And I can at least save on the cost of having you and your sales team. What do you think of that? And I'm paraphrasing what he said, but basically he said, if the only way you can sell, Victor, or your team can sell is by giving discounts, why do I need you? Why don't I just send them a brochure? Now he had a point. And from that day forward, I realized that I was always, ha- I had a price mentality. I didn't have a value mentality. And so that day was a turning point for me. That conversation, that statement, change my language, how I spoke to customers. I wasn't afraid to lose the deal, but I wasn't gonna give away discounts easily. Did I give a few discounts away? Yeah, but they were the exception, not the rule. Sometimes we have to get a discount, give a discount because the, the account is so big, the account is so valuable, and the situation for long-term value is so big that maybe a little discount is all they need to push it over the top, and that's okay. But giving away discounts, lowering your price just to win business, just to make your quota with no long term vision of where this is going is really entering the death spiral or the pricing death spiral, which means you're going to give a discount, then they're going to go to your competitor, they're going to give a discount. Then the company's going to come back to you and ask for another discount, and then they're going to go back to their competitor and another discount. That's how the spiral works. You spiral downward to the point where you can't make any money. So, again, My friend, Magdi Ali, you're gonna have to go back and look at some of these accounts and figure out which ones are the valued accounts. And you're gonna basically have to freeze those discounts. And as you release new products, maybe you can not give away the discounts with the newer product. But the fact that they already got discounts on certain products, you're just gonna have to freeze those. But also look at clients that are not valuable, that are not buying a lot of volume. If they're not buying volume, let the discounts expire at the end of the year. So I hope this tip helps. I think it's a good strategy. Try it and let me know how it works. Thank you again for listening to the Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave some feedbacks and again, questions on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I greatly appreciate it. And as always, Check out my sales training website. Uh, We have now on the victorantonio.com site all the information. So whether it's products, uh, services, coaching, or my new workshops, check out the website victorantonio.com. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.